Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science likes AFL or is just fed up with people talking about it. <laughs> I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today is Cameron Shmoopy Shearer. Hello. And special super awesome guest, Dr. Lachlan Larson. G'day. Welcome. Oh, special guest. Hello. Cheers. Oh my to the God. House. Welcome. The long time, first time. Oh, Excellent. Love it. Have you got a special introduction for Lachlan? I do. Perfect. So, Lachlan, we normally give people a nice academic welcome where we list everything you've ever achieved (laughs) from primary school. Are you ready? Okay. I didn't do that deep a dive. Oh, okay. I didn't do that. Wherever you feel appropriate to start. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you all Lachlan Larson. Dr. Lachlan Larson. Mm Mm-hmm. I first met Lachlan when he was an undergraduate student and I was a demonstrator of a nano 2 or nano 3 lab. That sounds boring. I don't think Lachlan was actually in my class. I think he was in the year level I wasn't demonstrating. But uh, it was clear from the beginning that this was a partic- a switched on person, which is a bit rare oh. um, in the nano um, in the He's going to ask you for Sharks. money at the end of this. <laughs> Uh, so Lachlan went on to complete his honours degree uh, in nanotechnology at Flinders University. Um, he then even went on to complete a PhD degree. And his completion towards his PhD was somewhat unique in that he was writing his PhD while he was studying something else. <gasps> um, in the holidays. In the <laughs> holidays, you're glutton for punishment. Uh, so Lachlan ended up getting his PhD in 2016. Correct. Um, for which he, uh, with PhD and honours combined, he has three publications and a book chapter, uh, H-index of three, which is the highest possible H-index when you've got yeah, three Yeah, when papers. you've got... Go out on top. That's <laughs> yeah, it. That's it. <laughs> um, Couple of uh, each of those papers, in fact, his lowest cited paper is nine. I wonder how that's a bit of a stat to look through is what someone's lowest cited paper is. Yeah, there wouldn't be many people going around where their lowest cited paper has more sites than nine Mm, or more than their H index. I mean, it used to be 10, you used to have an I 10 of three, it's gone down. Oh, no, don't know what happened. Retracted, you've lost the site. Did you do something on, uh, what was it, uh, autism? And then you retracted <laughs> that paper? No? Fair enough. MMR. Yeah. yeah. So during his um, PhD times, uh, he was mentored by Cameron Shearer. Ooh. Uh, but, uh, of course, I said he was studying something else. He chose to uh, do physiotherapy. Mm. Um, and upon completion of that degree, 2020... That's this year, 2019. No, 20, 2018, I graduated. Oh, did you? I finished that one, yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, because it overlapped yeah. with the PhD. 
getting the physio degree in 2018, he now works as a physiotherapist at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital, where he is mentored by Lauren Shearer. <laughs> Who's that? That's my wife. Oh, my God. How and, Adelaide. And uh, what it goes to show is that Lachlan wants to be mentored by a Shearer at all times. <laughs> um, and so, of course... Uh, Perhaps my son or my uh, sister could be his next mentor if he's looking for one. Um, but Andy, listeners, Lachlan Larson. Welcome. Thank you for that brilliant introduction. You're welcome. The reason you're on the podcast and the reason we were really interested in getting you on is because you have a unique story that I've not heard in the PhD world before. Really? And that is someone... Finishing a PhD and then going, F it, I'm going back to the bleachers. <laughs> I'm going back to the lectures. And yeah. so I would love to talk about that process, how it went, uh, mm-hmm. your feelings as you went through that another four years of undergrad. Is it four years? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was four years. Yeah, four yeah. years of undergraduate. Um, so yeah, I'd love to get into that. But before we delve into that, I've got to ask, do you love... Do you think science would love talking about AFL? Um, yeah, I think science would love it because there's a lot of stats. Yeah. There's a lot of advanced stats. You What's an advanced an stat in AFL? Anything. Like, oh, that uh, man's got a mullet. <laughs> pressure stats. What's that mean? Pressure's an advanced... Well, no one knows <laughs> because the oh, stats yeah. are proprietary they- and then... This the, is ridiculous. So on the TV coverage at the moment, we see this pressure gauge of 200. And yeah. that's a good score. That is a good but score. But we don't know what that means. No. Only champion data and the people that pay exorbitant amounts of money to get the information from champion data actually know what that means. That's, that's so really stupid. Weird. That's so stupid. I hate... Science would hate AFL for that <laughs> particular reason. What about you, Cameron? Does science like AFL? Uh, football stat... Um, Story for you. I feel sick already. I'm working with someone who's the coach of an amateur football team. Yeah. And he bought 10 GPS units for his players to wear. Yeah. Amateur football team. Wow. And he tracks how far everyone runs and how fast everyone runs. And his key stat is meters per minute. So it's not, not necessarily how far you run but how but when you are running how fast you run but surely he should be caring about goals (laughs) (laughs) he's completely missed the idea of any sport isn't he yeah who is he tracking what players is he tracking on his team uh so he has 10 so he can track half the team and he's Mm. moving it around i think he doesn't want anyone to get complacent (laughs) i don't like this guy already he seems like a micromanager of the worst sort so, um, I mean, so the answer really is yes. Uh, all sports science likes, uh, basically mm. because it's a the gateway towards statistics for a lot of people. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I, I actually learned that when I used to do scientists in schools and I would go in and um, do a little like chemistry thing and whatever. But at the end of the class, if they've got a bit of time to, to fill, they have math challenges where they do their times table. Mm-hmm. The idea is that anyone can can uh, can tackle or can invite someone to do a times table challenge where you just shout out the number as quick as you can. Of course, with a scientist in the room, 
they were like, Dr. Andy Stapleton. No, my secret is I do not know times tables. <laughs> like, there's nothing more embarrassing than being uh, absolutely yeah. annihilated yeah. by kids. And we're talking primary school edge students smashing me. And guess what times tables they chose? AFL related. Six. Sixes. What the? Like, not. And I said, why six? And the teacher turned to me and went, AFL. And I was like, well, this is even worse. They loved the sixes. And which is such a weird multiple, like two, five, ten, and mm. one. And elevens. I'm in. <laughs> I can do those easy. The rest of them, what's the point? You got a calculator mm. on your phone. Anyway, yeah. So might also have been big BBL fans. What's BBL? Cricket. Why? What's that? You can hit a six. You can hit a six. It's a six. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do, isn't it? Like this. That's it. They wave. It. They wave at the crowd. <laughs> it's a six. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah. So would science love it? You know what, Cameron? I'm going to concede and say I think science would love the fact that it gets the younger people the afl into the awkward stats but what it doesn't like is when it just they talk in the in the tea room like sport <laughs> should be talking about science it's a distraction for real scientists that's what it won't like about it because you only talked about science in the tea room i did that's it that's it <laughs> yeah. i was such a good scientist i used to go home and talk about science i used to dream about science i used to wake up and eat science for breakfast okay Nice. Would you ever lie on this podcast? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, look, I would love to have a quick overview of what you guys have been up to recently, science-related, some little cheeky bits of news, and then grill Lachlan. <laughs> so, yeah. Schmoopy, what have you been up to recently in the science world? I got a big bit of kit delivered recently. Jesus. Mm. So I got a large ultrasonicator. One second. It's time for news for the week. Okay, we're good. That last bit wasn't the intro? I don't know. <laughs> bit of news for you, <laughs> Andy Lachlan, is I got a big bit of kit that came what? in this week. I got an ultrasonicator. Ooh. But that's um, not a big bit of kit. Well, this one is. So you, you're thinking of the sonicators, which the are little... like the jewelry cleaners. Yeah. yeah. The kind of shake and slowly stuff comes off. Yeah. Something I had a lot or, of knowledge of. Lachlan, yeah. <laughs> you and I, we, we used a lot during both of our PhDs for carbon nanotubes. Mm, and graphene. Stop oh, it. I don't use it for graphene. Um, but those ones... Um, vibrate at a specific frequency and mm. the little bath ones are something like 50,000 hertz. Okay. Mm -hmm. My sonicator that I got in can oscillate at 1.1 million hertz. Oh. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Um, I'm going to use it. So what happens is uh, air... Air waves? No. Acoustic waves go through water and they basically make the water vibrate. And as the water vibrates, uh, they form small um, air, air, pockets, air pockets, which are created and break really fast. Yeah. Um, and then as they break, it actually super 
heats the area where the um, air pockets break up. Mm. So up to a few thousand degrees Celsius. I'm going to use... So I'm going to use this sonicator to break apart some um, chemicals which are contaminants in wastewater. Oh, right. Mm. So it's like a destruction method. Great. Mm-hmm. So we're not filtering them. We're just... We're just nuking them <laughs> so we're, with sound. We're we're no we're so we're kind of concentrating them with yeah. the filter, and then we're ah, destroying okay. them later on mm. so that they're no longer a problem. Ah, okay. So you're not just chucking the filter out into like a pond. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So all right. Keeping the filter there. Um, as you destroy them. So not exactly, but I'm being cagey. <laughs> 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 the filter isn't there. There is a step in between that I've skipped. Uh, oh, you sneaky shit. I know. Um, so this one I ordered in February. Now, February 2020 is a funny time of the world history because what happened to the world after <laughs> February 2020? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. I was pushed to quickly order this bit of equipment from Germany mm. because at that time where China was the, the world epicenter, the Australian dollar was going down. Ah, so right. I was pushed to order it as soon as possible because our Australian dollar was only going to get worse as the situation in China only got worse. Yeah. Now, that didn't happen. So I bought this piece of equipment at the most expensive it could have possibly ever been. <laughs> because about two days later, the coronavirus really kicked off in Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has come from Germany and it's taken them until now. So what's this? This is the end of July. Mm. So it's mm. uh, over five months then to get to Australia. Um, and I have two months remaining on my work contract to get this uh, um, experiments finished. So. You can do it. I believe in you. I mean, what you got to do? Plug it in and put it in some chemicals? But yeah. that's take you a weekend, mate. Come on, why are you not in the lab now? So my industry partner asked me, so do you think you'll be able to get it done on time? To which the rule with all industry partners <laughs> is you never say no. Yeah. So, but I don't like saying yes because then they expect a yes. Yeah. I said, as long as I don't have any teething problems... I don't see a problem. You are oh. a career in <laughs> politics awaits you, sir, this way. So, uh, so far, I wouldn't say I've had teething problems yet, but I have had to get the floss out and um, mm. clean out the teeth a little bit. Mm. Is, that, is that the right mm. metaphor? Sure, let's go with it. Okay, I like it. Yeah, let's roll with that. <laughs> Lachlan. Now, give us a little bit of a rundown on what your current career looks like. Uh, my current career, yes. So as Cameron said, I'm working as a physiotherapist mm-hmm. in the acute setting. Um, what does acute setting mean? So that means I work in a hospital. Yep. Uh, so rather than your private practice, which most people think of when they think of physio, mm-hmm. uh, I work well through a number of different wards on the hospital. So I'm seeing uh, patients that are in the cardiac ward, patients' respiratory ward, Mm -hmm. and um, surgical ward as well. All right. Do you like the um, variety? I do, yeah. That's one of the things I love about uh, the job is that, you know, every day something different. Mm -hmm. You're always seeing new and interesting things. Yeah, about Um, the human body. Yeah. 
sometimes things you don't want to see, things you don't want to know. But... That's the hospital. Yeah, great, great. That's healthcare That's it, for you. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. So your day looks like sort of like um, working with individual patients throughout that uh, like hospital. Yeah, rotation. so we um, all have our different areas, and then we work on a referral basis. So yeah. if a nurse or a doctor, you know, thinks someone needs physio input, whether they're not moving mobilizing properly or yep. they need some help with their chest mm-hmm. um then they get referred to physio yeah great mm. great and do you use any science skills like what transferable skills <laughs> do you believe you're using in your day-to-day life uh yeah i use a fair few so um just critical thinking really is yeah. one of the big ones so you know i always thinking like why is this person presenting this way and then solving problems mm. based on, you know, hypotheses. Nice. What you think might be going on. Um, and the other huge one is like communication. So yeah, I definitely, I'm skipping ahead here, but I definitely wouldn't have been able to uh, be a physio straight out of school. I just oh, had okay. no communication skills whatsoever. Yeah. I was a nerdy little kid that like, couldn't string two words together talking to people. Yeah. And I think going through and doing the PhD, learning how to do public speaking, learning how to network and just talk to people really Mm. is uh, one of the biggest things. So a PhD allowed you to mature into a career that you wouldn't otherwise have been able to do as easily or as comfortably as well? Uh, Probably both, I think. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So physiotherapy is a very difficult course to get into in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then from what I see, it's also quite difficult to get the, like there's a few jobs that people really want. Yeah. And then there's jobs that people kind of has as have as the backup. Mm-hmm. And the hospital one seems to be one that people really want. Um, so you're thinking that maybe if you didn't have the PhD background, that it might have made it much more difficult for you to get to the hospital type of job or you think you would not even get that far or you'd um i think it helps you know having it on the resume having something to set yourself apart a little bit extra on top of that a little bit extra (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) yeah do people get confused Um, with the doctor the doctor title uh, i don't use it at work so oh come on mate (laughs) you got to Although it would be confusing. Yeah. But yeah. you earn it. I mean, sometimes I do drop out. Oh, I'm not a medical doctor. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> like, oh, what do you think, doctor? <laughs> but uh, no. Do you just pop yeah. into random rooms and just let people know, <laughs> oh, I am a doctor, but not a medical doctor. <laughs> See you later. You could just yeah. say Dr. Larson, PhD. Mm. Mm. But then very few people have any idea what that means at all. Mm. Or care. <laughs> or care. Well, Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'd love. I'm, we're going to do a deep dive in a moment, but <laughs> right. I have yeah. to speak. <laughs> um, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. How's your week slash month been? My week slash month has been really good. So, two things. Uh, I finished lecturing into the Uni Adelaide Science Communication course. Ah, that happened. So that's already happened. That's been and gone. Two weeks mm. of lectures and oh, like. COVID is terrible for many people. Oh. But I love like giving lectures <laughs> online. It's so easy. Oh, so you didn't go face to face? No, no, it was all online. I had to give a video creation workshop and uh, 
It's very metal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. It was just like, I like just turned my camera around and was like, see the lighting? That's what you got to do. Um, but yeah, look, it was really, uh, it was it was fun. It was interesting. I didn't do the marking this year because marking isn't mm. fun. I just did the fun bits. So I just went in, spilled my knowledge into their beautiful young faces. And then I left and I pushed like leave chat it's it feels so abrupt to leave a zoom meeting <laughs> especially a yeah. couple of times I was like the the um the host or whatever you oh, may so call it so I, just, just everyone yeah so I was just yeah. like okay everyone thanks for your time <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they all just yeah it's brilliant mm. um so much power oh, I love it I love it yeah so that was really good um, and a little bit of a, a, a blast into the old startup and freelancing and entrepreneurial bank balance, which I like. Um, <laughs> and just want to let you know, this wasn't on my notes, but I had another invitation to publish in a journal. Ooh, congratulations. So, thank you. Yeah, I decided to turn it down. <laughs> not not uh, teaching web content on the web by Andy Stapleton? No, I believe they wanted like uh, something to do with nanoparticles uh, or something. Oh. I don't know. They reached out again, but ugh, whatever. I'm just so in demand. And the last thing is <laughs> that, um, tell me about this. Tell me what you think about this. There's an ECR conference that's being run in Melbourne, but, mm-hmm. well, by a Melbourne group, but they're hosting it in Adelaide, right? right. They, they're just having a little trip. They're just using it as a little bit of a jolly, I think. Now, I was meant to present face-to-face to them in October, then they said, we're going to move it online. And I was like, no worries. Now they've pushed it back to February for a face-to-face because everyone wants face-to-face. Are they delusional? February, face-to-face, Adelaide, travel interstate from Melbourne. What do you think? Lachlan? Well, I mean, it's tough to say. It's not looking great at the moment. No. So how many months is that? What's- about five months away. Yeah, about yeah. five months. What do you think? I mean, no one really knows, but I'd love to know if you think that they should just bite the bullet and do the virtual conference and just get it over and done with, no. or if face-to-face is really worth the extra five months. Well, so, the, I mean, it's not worth the extra five months. Just get it over and done with. <laughs> yeah. Your stupid conference is stupid anyway. <laughs> You're going to get it ticked off on your CV, whether it's a face-to-face meeting or it yeah. actually goes ahead. I mean, why not do but two? But then you're missing out on the best part of science, <laughs> which is free travel. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, so, so the situation in Australia at the moment is it's Victoria, this one state, appears to be... Uh, was it's got a, like a linear increase in cases a day at it the moment. It was looking exponential, mm. but it seems to be yeah, not as exponential. Uh and we were they that's uh, nowhere else in the, in the country is like that. Yeah. Um we w- had every state kind of at a similar linear rate um in when did AFL stop? Oh, <laughs> AFL questions. March. Mar- March mid-March, yeah. late March. And then we kind of had just opened up again. So that's mm. the gap. So that March to now is three months. Yeah. Mm. And so, it's taken off. Well, but that was, but we've opened up everywhere else. Mm. So three months is the time where it's possible to, to ramp it down and open up again. Okay. So they're not completely delusional. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, and the, the other option is that Australia stops caring like the rest of the world and just, <laughs> and just opens, opens up. up. And, 
and lets everyone get sick if they happen to get sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's <laughs> the option anyway. So I, I met with the lady this morning online, uh, and she was wearing a face mask from Melbourne, which was interesting. That was my first. Was she full, inside? Was she? Yeah. Was but she, she was inside? in a shared office. Ah. And the Melbourne rules, like the Melbourne Uni rules, are if you're inside with people, you have to wear a face mask. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting, but yeah, there we are. But that's a, that's my third keynote thing that's been pushed back. So they just you, keep on keep on getting pushed back. Are you grumpy because this is a paid gig and you want that money? Yeah. Okay. No, this one isn't paid. <laughs> this one, this one's in the goodness of my own heart. But the other ones have been. They were like they were a good amount of money using my awesome emceeing and keynote delivery skills, and they're just pushing them back. So it's just mm. like watching. Like some food disappear into the distance. <laughs> after so, it. Some safety, some financial security drifting away. Um, but mm. yes. Anyway, so that, those that's my news. That's mm. what's been going on. Fun, eh? And also, fuck capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for... Topic of the day. Topic of the day. Topic of the day. Topic of the day. Yeah. Topic of the day. Before you go ahead, yeah, you don't listen to the podcast I edit, but the last one of these was really good. Was it really? It was. All right, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. <laughs> I won't listen to it. Go um, ahead. <laughs> the topic for the day is Lachlan Larson. Oh. <laughs> Dr. Oh, Lachlan Larson, we, we know a little bit about you. We've had a little bit of a hint, a little bit yeah. of a taster of your life. Now, online on YouTube... I've been posting about PhD careers, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the the videos have gone off, okay. mainly because of my awesome presenting. It's all right, I'll yeah, forward okay. them to you. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but that tells me is that there's a lot of disgruntled PhD students mm-hmm. who are completely lost yeah. about what the they're going to do outside of like they're looking forward they're looking at academic career they feel like they should want it maybe they don't like tell us about let's start with during your phd like at what point did you kind of make the decision that you would go back to something maybe i mean i don't know if it went straight to physiotherapy but at what point were you like i i don't want to do a traditional academic route uh, it's hard to narrow down like an exact mm. time uh, in terms of when I was figuring out that I didn't want to do the traditional route. Yeah. Um, but I think it would have been pretty early on, maybe a year or two in, mm-hmm. um, where I started to realize that, look, I'm taking this nine till five. I'm coming in Monday to Friday. Yeah. I'm doing nine till five. I'm not coming in on the weekends. As soon as that clock hits five o'clock, I am Homer Simpson out the door <laughs> with the carbon rod yeah. down my back. <laughs> some carbon nanotubes smeared onto yeah, your yeah, shirt. Yeah, some carbon nanotubes smeared onto the lab coat. Um, and then having a look around at the uh, more successful of the PhD students that were in like my cohort, or, and, you know, the ones that had already graduated above me, like the amazing Dr. Dr. Shearer. <laughs> oh. Except for the working hard part. <laughs> You're very much a nine to fiver at the moment, you schmoopy. Right now, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Good. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't see Oliver if I wasn't. Mm. Mm. 
Uh, and also just looking at my supervisor as well. Who, and being like, do I want that life? Yeah, and I could just see that they were putting a lot more work than me um, above and beyond, which I just was not prepared to do mm. um, because I just didn't have the passion for it mm-hmm. that they had yeah. or, I don't know, the self-flagellation. <laughs> if they yeah. didn't enjoy it, I guess there's a lot of people that probably don't enjoy it, but just keep doing it. Yeah. Um, but you, you were saying, like, it sounds like you enjoyed your PhD. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the experiences I got out of the PhD. Yeah. yeah. And I, looking back on it, I can appreciate the skills that I have now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I didn't really, I never really enjoyed, you know, being in the lab. Mm. and doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed doing the data analysis afterwards. Okay, that's I interesting. Just, I could just sit down and listen to a you know a podcast or listen yeah. to some ice hockey on the radio yeah. and just do a bit of data analysis for a couple of days after I'd spent a week in the lab. Yeah. But I was never really like raring to go, you know, let's get in there and mm-hmm. do all this science. So how did you get to the PhD position then? If like was it kind of a path of least resistance thing? Was it just pretty not much? Knowing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was good at science in school. Yeah. I was good at science and maths. Mm. You know, I liked I, th- that's my kind of brain. Like I like there's one right answer. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Yeah. Um, and so I was good at that. So I don't know how I found out about nanotech. Um. But I remember, you know, around about year 11, mm-hmm. I think I had settled on that was what I wanted to do yeah. when I finished school. Like that was the degree for me. Yeah. Um, and so I got into that, um, got through first year and then uh, fell in with a group of people that were uh, pretty academically minded as well and so that rubbed off on me and mm. so i did quite well throughout the rest of the degree mm-hmm. um which meant that i had a good gpa which meant i got into a good group for my honors yeah with a good supervisor yeah so it's- when you say good gpa didn't you, you won medals didn't you uh i did win the university medal oh yes. so-, so that's a pretty good gpa <laughs> right there is it not <laughs> So you were beyond good. You would you Well, could- I mean, there were there were people better, you know. <laughs> Some people go through the GPA of seven. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did that quite it well. It just sounds like at the moment it sounds super traditional, like exactly what yeah. like I think the majority, if not all, of PhD students, mm. like it starts to sound like you're clearly a clever chap. You're going through, you're getting like rewarded by awards yeah. and people are telling you you're clever and you should do this stuff and you enjoy the science. Yeah. And the, the the one thing, I don't know if you've made the distinction in your mind, but like enjoying learning about science and doing science are just two completely different things. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that a lot of people get like, oh, this is like they enjoy learning and the history and like solving problems and getting to the right answer. But then... Being like, oh, actually doing science is hours of boring lab work. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, see, again, like it wasn't until I went and did physio that I realized there was a different level of enjoyment. Oh, So when I was like doing, you know, uh, nanotech, like every the end of every summer, it'd be like, oh, 
got to go back to uni again. Just oh, like a over, slog. Like back to uni I go. Yeah. Um, whereas when I started doing physio, like I was happy to wake up every morning. What? Excellent. I get to go into uni. I'm going to learn new stuff. You know the world's going to shit, right? <laughs> Why are you waking up happy? <laughs> Fuck capitalism. But... <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, which I imagine is what, like, people like my supervisor were like when yeah. he was doing his, uh, like, undergrad degree. Yeah, just, um, like, keen. Yeah, yeah. So, that's I think it. that was, yeah, from that. And then it was probably, things moved pretty quickly mm. when I realized that I didn't want to do, like, I wanted to go back to uni again. Oh, how do How do you reconcile that? In your mind, because that's about this time in your story is when I think we first met each other. Because I came in as yeah. a postdoc, you were maybe towards the end of your like end of your second, maybe beginning of yeah. the third year. Yeah. So this sounds like that's about about the sort of time that you kind of had decided that it wasn't quite where you wanted to be. Yeah. Did you feel cheated? Did you feel like you like upset that you needed to kind of restart again, or how did you? Like, how did you, how did that make you feel, that realization? Um, no, I think, uh, I mean, it all worked out in the end, but yeah. everyone was quite supportive. Yeah. Everyone around me was thankfully quite supportive. Great. Um, and so I remember, you know, having a chat with my dad mm. and he was like, if, if you don't want to do it, just do something else because there's nothing worse than going to a shit job that you hate every day yeah. for the next 40 years. So why don't you just do something else mm. if that's what you actually want to do? So but I was it, was quite, it was clear to you you wanted to finish the PhD. Yeah, because I'd wasted that much time. <laughs> I wanted doctor to be written on my credit card. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and now my bank doesn't have honorifics on my card. <laughs> so change banks. Take that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call every bank and ask them. Can, Can I, I put have doctor <laughs> on my credit on my credit card, please? Yes. Yeah. So I, um, so we uh, we did your honors. I was around, but yep. then I left, and then I came Correct. back two years later, and we shared an office. Yeah. So we talked a lot <laughs> over that time, and you had a story where uh, you so uh, somewhere in there as well, you got quite heavily into fitness or crossfit yes. at the time. Uh, yeah. Um, and so Why did right. you just err uh, yourself? <laughs> You're not into crossfit anymore. No, I'm not. Um, no. <laughs> and you had a story about how you kind of had a conversation with your supervisors about yep. crossfit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And basically you had more fun talking to them about crossfit than you did talking to them about yes. your own research. Yeah. My, my co-supervisor <laughs> turned around one, one <laughs> meeting and said, you know, we seem to spend an awful lot of time talking about what you do in the gym <laughs> and not a lot of time about the science, uh, to which I replied, yes, but now I can do ring and bar muscle-ups. <laughs> Incredible. And how are, you, yeah. how are your ring yeah. and bar muscle-ups now? Uh, look, I'm doing different training, but I'd like to think <laughs> I could still bust one out if I needed to, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yes. then uh, before we, we go off uh, away from the academic career, any highlights from your research life? Uh, does this have to be research or just my PhD? No, PhD, I think. Because then definitely getting to live in Japan for six months yes. on a research exchange. Yep. 
And I also got to spend six weeks in America that the university paid for my flights so I could stand in front of a poster for two and a half hours. (laughs) And then I said, look, I'm also, I'm just going to, you know, go on a holiday for four and a half weeks after this week long conference around America. So they, so paid they for were your the two highlights. Oh, uh, they played for my return flights. So okay, so you got they paid up. for like Adelaide to New York. Mm. So so it which sounds was like a fair bit. Yeah, well, especially as a PhD student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but definitely the the perks and I've of made travel. sure to fly Qantas. So. <laughs> Business? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like the. The lifestyle that a PhD affords someone, as in like travel, mm. maybe a little bit flexible with time, much more yeah. flexible than you know being in a proper job, a mm. real job. Yeah, um, and you're making like, relatively good money if you're on a decent scholarship. Yeah, compared yeah. to what you've been making. Yeah, as a teenager working you, in on, a shop. On the research aspect of, of things, like of your PhD, do you look back? Are you proud of the work you've done? Are you, or do you just see it as like an inevitable, a means to an end? Yeah, more more means to an right. end. Um, Did you get that feeling? This is right, right. Don't listen to Cameron. <laughs> it's just me and you now, right. out of academia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fuck them, right? <laughs> but. <laughs> Do you, I never got, I never understood, and Gibbo gets this a lot and he, he, he's very honest about it, but I never got the tingly feeling when I published a paper that I think you're meant to get. Mm. Like I published a paper and I was just like, yep, okay, another one down, don't yeah. care, it's accepted. And people were like celebrating and people would like really enjoy it. Did you ever get, did you get no, fulfillment from that? Definitely, no, I didn't get that. Yeah. Nah. Um, I mean, maybe because it was always such a drawn out long process of arguing with editors and getting revisions (laughs) that that just destroyed my will to live (laughs) by the time it finally got accepted. Um, Do you remember uh, this um, Journal of Physical Chemistry C paper? Yes. Oh, he's found it. J-Phys-Chem C, yeah. Where um, it's 22 sites. Yeah. It's a very good paper. That's that's in my H index. Yeah. Sure. We, we got two reviews for that paper. One of them yeah. said reject because it's rubbish. And the other <laughs> one the other one said accept. Yeah. But it was clear from their comments that they read another paper. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that one. <laughs> and so we emailed them back and said, look, um, <laughs> this reviewer clearly didn't read our paper. And they said, oh, we'll just use the other reviewer's comments. And you're like, no. <laughs> which, which was reject. Yeah. But they accepted it. Yeah. What? Really weird. That's so, the yeah. yeah. That paper, twenty two sites, not reviewed. Yeah, it was reviewed. Well, <laughs> we, did, we yeah. let's just be clear. It did go get reviewed, <laughs> and it was rejected. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really interesting story. I've um, never heard of that. Yes, but yeah. the other one that I was also involved in that one was hard. But yes, uh, your research theme was your. You kind of didn't have a lot of wiggle room, or like it wasn't really. Mm. Um, it was a is a tough project, and you did very well. You did the best possible, and mm. I think you even had the extra level that you didn't quite get to. But I then was trying to do that for two years, and I never got that to work either. Yeah. yeah. So you were you kind of had a. The the thing that I hate the most now is you had a lot of time trying to get someone else's idea to work. Yeah. 
Um, mm. And sometimes that idea isn't the best. Yeah. I think the real irony of my publications, though, is I thought, well, like if I'll publish, I'll get three papers and then I'll do my PhD, I'll write my thesis and they can't say anything because I've already published, peer-reviewed, three papers. So, you know, smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, obviously, Reveal One loved it. It's pretty happy. <laughs> Just <laughs> suggested I change the title and add a couple of words to the title. It's yeah. basically the crux of it. Reviewer 2 obviously hated the whole thing. <laughs> no. Making numerous comments about all of the things that I'd already published. Mm. And then I had one section at the end of my experimental chapters, which I hadn't published, mm -hmm. where basically I was doing a lot of solution processed work. And so I had three different bottles of ostensibly the same stuff. So from the same company, the same make of graphene oxide and yep. i used the three different bottles to make up three different batches of my solar cells yeah and then within the bottles everything was reproducible they're all you know really close to each other yeah between the bottles factors of 10 out <laughs> no yeah so a thousand times different what? in their efficiencies yeah. between the bottles. And so I had to rewrite that section three times because my supervisors kept reading it and being like, what Like, what did you actually do? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and I knew, so really this is a manufacturing issue. Yeah. And so I knew that like I was never going to get this published. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's like an interesting story. Um, and so basically my thesis was like, yeah, like, look, you can do all this stuff, but that's actually pretty crap if you can't then <laughs> go and reproduce it when yeah. you like change bottles of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and both of the reviewers absolutely frothed for it. The, <laughs> so reviewer two absolutely hated everything I'd actually published. Yeah. yeah. And then but got to that, that section bit. and was like, oh yeah, man, like no one ever talks about this. Like yeah. this is just super important. So yeah, that it was always like. It's like, <laughs> a good science that last part. Mm. And then did you ever figure out why they were different? I guess that was that would have been an extension activity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's one I left for the readers in the uh, future. Okay. Directions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In the future. No, that's good. And yeah. so when when you were so let's talk about the transition period. Mm -hmm. When you were working in uh in the lab, yep. and then you were still doing you were doing undergrad lectures. No, no, no. No? Okay. What what was the transition period like? So I realized it was about the start of 2014 yeah. that I wanted to do, I was thinking about doing physio. Yeah. Were there any other options out there that you were like, oh, I could be a doctor, I no. could be a thing? No, no you were it's just, it was physio because physio was what I was, I was always procrastinating and I was looking at physio related things. Okay. That's a good indicator. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Your they were internet. involved with that fitness thing that was mentioned earlier. <laughs> but I was always looking at physio stuff. Yeah. Um, You're very interested in technique and yeah. stretching and things. Yeah. Like that. So, I, so that's where, where my head was at. Okay. That's good. Um, and then so I came back from that trip overseas yep. and was like, yep, like that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I applied through like the 
emissions board thing um, to do physio. And then I found out that I got accepted and then I went, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's going my way. This is terrible. I was like, now I have to finish my experiments. Yeah. Um, So I spent, that was at the end of 2014. Mm -hmm. And then I spent pretty much about three months working, you know, eight till whenever I finished. Sometimes like, you know, five, sometimes more like eight till eight. Seven days a week, mm. about three months. Yeah, and I finished my experiments on the Sunday. Yeah, and then I started physio on the Monday. Wow. Do so you I'd feel like finished all of my experiments experiment. before I yeah. started? Do you feel like without that hard, like time, that it would have easily drifted on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And then um, my original plan was that I would just write my thesis like while I was yeah, like at night. You know, oh. while I was doing my degree, and, yeah, and realized oh, quickly realized within the first day, yeah, <laughs> that um, physio is quite a bit harder as an undergrad degree than nanotechnology was. Wow, okay, and I was going to need my nights to actually learn physio stuff. Physio stuff, yeah. Um, and so I intermitted, okay, my PhD, and then wrote it during my holidays in yeah. first year basically can i congratulations for <laughs> being able to do that mm. the amount of people that i know who have got to a certain point and said i'll cut i'll get back to it right mm. even though that's yeah. not a plan for their future i i don't think i know anyone other than you that has, that has done that <laughs> because you know like a phd i think it's it's a it sounds like at this point it was more a personal challenge than a career goal yeah. More like I just yeah. need to get this done. I'm in this far. So yeah, like, 100%, are you this hundred percent? Yeah, yeah. Are you that sort of person naturally? Are you just like right. I've I've said I do a PhD. I'm doing a bloody PhD, <laughs> and I don't care what. Like I'll just I'll just work it out. Yeah, I would have been more upset at myself, like living with like oh, like I could have sure. could have finished that. Like oh, why'd I like? And I you know I'd spent. Not FTE, but I'd spent, you know, four yeah. years of my life yeah. doing that. I was like, why would I just walk away mm. without having something to show for it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Three papers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Three and papers. A, and a that- third and author a on a book chapter. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did you, and um, you were uh, on your papers, you first. First author oh, on three we, papers. There we yeah. are. That's what you yeah. need. That's all you need. Gibbo <laughs> would be loving it right now. He'd be feeling so good for you. Um, what sort of advice do you reckon you would have for someone who, let's say their second year PhD, yeah. and I think a lot of the emails I get from the YouTube videos are mainly about advice. They're like, oh, I don't know what to, like, what, I really like this. What do you recommend? Like, what if someone's just confused, do you have any sort of advice for someone who maybe just doesn't know what they want to do or was there a thing obviously you you focused on what you were mainly interested in yeah but yeah have you got any advice for someone in that transitional period to to help them help guide them yeah i mean it's tough because uh you need to be well supported if you decide you want to change all right yeah change directions and by supported you mean like Um, from your family friends yeah or from from everyone really yeah Yeah, okay Like I had good support from my family, good support from my friends, good support from my partner at the time. Yeah. My supervisors. um, Really? The supervisors are on board? On board as well. Wow. Which 
uh, like looking back on it now, I can see how incredibly rare that was. Yeah. And having talked to people in other institutions, they're like, there's actually like rules that you could, you would not be allowed to do that mm. at like this institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, yeah. So that wouldn't, wouldn't be allowed to happen. Yeah. So first step um, one is communicate yeah. and like communicate yeah. early and get people on your side. Yeah. Get and people I think, understanding. Um, I mean, the other thing is if, if you're only like a year in, maybe you haven't sunk that time and as much energy and uh, time into, mm. you know. There's no sunk cost. You could just yeah, go like, fuck it, like, I'm off. There is nothing wrong with leaving and saying, yeah. this isn't for me. I'm not going to torture myself. Yeah. Or I'm not going to keep doing something that I don't enjoy doing. Yeah. Just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Just because um, I'm this, I got this far. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. like you've said before, like it's a rat race out there mm. and- the chances of you doing science with your PhD after you finish and moving on in academia, which is what most people think of because they don't get taught any different, mm. is vanishingly small. Mm. So there's, you know... Less than 1%, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, it was 2006, I think, the latest study on that, and it was 0.4-something percent mm. actually ended up in um, in academia. That's great. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. And of course, it's very dependent on everyone's individual circumstances, yeah. right? What yeah. they do. Um, Cameron, do you ever? We had this conversation before, like before your scholarship, which was just like, when's enough enough? Like, mm. when do you just go? For, like, because the deeper you get, like now you've got that issue, which is great. It's so awesome. You've got the scholarship, but it's like, what's at the end of that? You know, like, yeah. Like, at what point do you have to go and do physio? Well, and, <laughs> and if I started doing physio next year, I'd be 39 by the time yeah. I finished. So, yeah, there must be some point where you can't do a four-year degree anymore. Never. There were definitely 40-year-olds doing my degree. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah, never too yeah. late, mate. Well, never too should... late. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so you're you're happy now? Yes. That's yep. great. <laughs> that's, I mean, like, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it, through yeah. all of this? Yeah. And uh, if you were to draw a graph of your kind of uh, your happiness would would it kind of look like so flat line for phd like oh like pretty low down on the on the um y-axis and then the change were you you apprehensive so it maybe dipped a bit in the transition period or or was it excitement did you go oh i'm gonna get out did it go the other way Uh, yeah, no, light. I think definitely it went up. Okay. Oh, great. Even up, just the yeah. anticipation of leaving science was enough <laughs> to make you go, oh, there could be something else. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough couple of years. So yeah. I basically, I didn't, I came back from that trip at the start of 2014 mm-hmm. and then I didn't have holidays until the end of 2016. Yeah. Okay. In all said and done. Yeah. Um. So that was a rough. Yeah. It's a rough three years. Yeah. I just, I mean, maybe I wasn't working that hard in that last year of the PhD until I found yeah. out I was getting into physio. That's all right. You should. Uh, <laughs> I slacked off heaps <laughs> in my last year. Uh, Don't tell them then, you know, the rest, the rest of those two years, like yeah. studying and then, you know, 
for that first year, it's like, all right, holidays. All right, I'm spending two weeks in the office with Cameron <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing a paper. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. But ultimately, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You've, you've taken... Now, I, I use this in the nicest possible way and I don't mean it, but like you took a step back as in you went back to undergrad, yeah. even yeah. though it was a step forward in your life in terms of your career. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my ego would have stopped me going back to undergrad <laughs> even now like i feel like i would have to have some sort of lsd ego death <laughs> session because yeah. i would be like hang on i give the lectures like <laughs> you know like yeah. i it it would have been really tough and I, I respect you for doing that because even deciding to go back to the bottom and once again i mean that just in terms of going to oh, undergrad no, I, I get it it yeah. was just oh yeah so i really respect you for that but yeah. ultimately given that what it's been four years since you made that change or five years now since you made that change yeah yeah and you're in a career you like you're happier uh you've got a job so far yeah so far (laughs) good yeah so what does i mean that's uh yeah i definitely i got a an essay back in my first year yeah uh and one of the comments was you know, with a bit of practice, you'll find your voice. <laughs> and I remember reading that. And it was, I think I got that back the week that like one of my papers got published. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, you would also probably enjoy going back and working with undergrads when you got to do the presentations. Yeah, because then that's where you really... Yeah, that's where I really stood back and noticed the difference between like what I had learned when I was doing sure. my PhD and doing like group projects. Yeah. And it, like I would be the one doing the synthesis mm. part of mm-hmm. the rubric. Yeah. And so they'd come with all the information. I'd be like, yeah, but like how does that actually apply yeah. to this situation? Yeah. And that was the the link that the PhD gave me. Yeah was that extra level of like thought yeah. on top of. Yeah, I, I guess that's brilliant. And that's what sort of brings yeah. me on to the next part, which is like, yeah, how were you, A, an annoying mature age student <laughs> who sat at the front all the time or would pester the lecturer with what went wrong in their slides? Um, or do you feel like you just were able, like you'd been through it once, yeah. You know the game. It's a game. <laughs> yeah. Go through, do your do the things, enter the right information in the boxes, sail through. Do you, or yeah, how how easy was your second time round compared to your first time? Uh yeah, definitely a lot easier. Yeah. Just cuz like you said, you know the game. You know <laughs> yeah. what, you know what you need to do. Yeah. Um I'd like to think that I hopefully wasn't too much of an annoying mature age <laughs> student because I know what that's like yeah. from having done it already. Yeah. And then there were also those types of students in the classes as well yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, so so sure. I definitely wasn't one of the guys that, you know, in my experience, <laughs> uh, yeah. here's my anecdote. Yeah. Or... Yeah. You've just gone through a lecture and now I want to give you like this one really specific question which will only relate to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely, you know, I liked to give answers. Yeah. If I knew yeah, what good. the answer was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, probably people's mileage may have varied. Mm. 
As a lecturer, I always like the answer givers. Yeah. They're not annoying at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Just move the lecturer along. You've got other things to yeah. do. Yeah. That's right. I mean, there's studio right in Having, <laughs> having uh, also done a few, like, uh, you know, lectures for the Student Learning Centre and things like that, there is mm. nothing worse than when you're like, and so what's... This. What do you what do you do next? And everyone just sits there and stares blankly. Yeah, yeah. And you can hear someone scratching their butt. Were you like some sort of, of like yogi then? In this, <laughs> I just imagine people coming to be like, "Please tell me how do I pass this subject?" <laughs> well, <laughs> when I went through, <laughs> yeah, like, did people did people look like up to you? Did you feel the different dynamic? Like, because. It must have been pretty weird to know for some people that you they were doing a ph uh, a undergrad with someone who had a PhD. That would either be incredibly intimidating or someone that I would take advantage of. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I always made sure though, like if I was doing group work, that you know I was always the one looking at the rubric being like, all right, we've we've missed this part, guys. Yeah. Like, let's circle back here to yeah this big honking piece of the question that we haven't answered yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's good. And did you have to do any, so your background is physics and chemistry? Correct, right? yeah. So did you have to redo any physics and chemistry stuff that you could just like own? No, I got no, I got one credit oh. for a whole degree, which yeah. was we do an elective course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was the only credit I was allowed to have. Yeah. And so I went in and I said, I'll have credit for quantum physics three. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you earned it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there wasn't any like physics or chemistry. Okay. Except for, you know, the physics and chemistry that is involved within things. So like sure. looking at forces and lever arms mm. in biomechanics and looking at uh, like oxygen diffusion and partial pressures of oxygen and carbon dioxide and blood and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and like voltage changes across cell membranes and things yeah, like that. Like so, easy. Yeah. Do it in my sleep. So that kind of stuff. But yeah. I was like laughing, but yeah, nice. yeah, there wasn't really much pure translation between the two. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Cameroon. Now, you, it is possible to do a PhD in physiotherapy. It is. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and it's also possible to do honours in physiotherapy. Correct. Were you tempted or did you do either of those? Uh, absolutely not tempted. <laughs> uh, one of my examples of not being a mature age student <laughs> was the... A uh, degree coordinator came to talk to us in second year, mm-hmm. trying to butter everyone up to do honours. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, was, I, I've heard this spiel it was, before. <laughs> it, was, has, it has now transitioned to compulsory honours, uh, the degree that I did. But at the time, uh, it was still uh, it was still a choice. Um, but that's it's not an extra time, or is it an extra No, time? it's not an extra time. So that runs through your third and fourth year, and you do it concurrently with your studies. You just miss out on a couple of topics. You do research topics while other people get a break. So you didn't have to do topic. any more research? No. Oh, no. Cool. So they came through, they gave the talk, and I waited until the end of the talk. She said, <laughs> are there any questions? I didn't put my hand up. Well done. I... Cause it was a specific question, so I waited <laughs> for the lecture to finish, and then I went up to ask her, and I said, "Look, 
you know, one day I would be interested in doing teaching and like lecturing, you know, those kinds of things because that's mm. something I really enjoyed when I was doing my PhD. Um, but I already have a PhD. Well, I will at the end of this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, do I need to do honors again and a PhD to do that? And she said, no, because you already have the translatable skills that are important okay. for that. Yeah. And so I went, booyah. <laughs> <laughs> no more honors ever again. Yeah. So you could be back in the academic life as a lecturer in physiotherapy based uh, on your PhD in nanotechnology. Apparently. That that was the advice I was given that I will hang on yeah. to. Yeah. But you're not yeah. looking at... Um, but, I mean, it would also then be based on years of clinical experience. <laughs> or probably but I'm sure important. the university would be happy that I had yeah. a PhD. Well, I don't even think... Well, would all of your lecturers, not all of them would have had PhDs. Uh, most of them did. Yeah, most of them did have PhDs. There are a few of the older ones that, you know, had gone through and had like masters that gone back to do their clinical masters. But yeah, most of them had their PhDs mm-hmm. in physiotherapy. Well, mm. Lachlan, thank you so much for sharing your story with our audience Thank you for having me. It's time for... It's not. It's not time for science this because it's time for Name Cameron's Research Group. Yay. Yay. This is a new game which will only happen once. Uh, Depending on how successful it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But Cameron Schmoopy Shearer, you have a research group. Nearly. Well, yeah, in a few months. In a few months, shit. And we all know that the difference between a great research group and an excellent research group is a good research group name. Well, I think it's the difference between a research group you've never heard of and a research group you could possibly find (laughs) if you typed it into Google. Exactly. That's Yes, that's good. And you need something. Well, anyway, we'll talk about we'll talk about what you need. But actually, okay. Let's. What well, when you think about research group names, mm-hmm. you don't want to go with lame stuff, do you? What are you thinking? Like, what's the rules of the of the kind of like the research name? Where do we need to start thinking? All right. So you start thinking with my last name followed by lab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. where I start. Great, thinking. Great, because here I've got the Shearer Research Group. I think I don't. You like, like lab. I don't like research group. I don't like lab either. I don't like anything. That's why we're playing this game. <laughs> All right. So Shearer blank is where we're at. I I don't even like Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like blank? <laughs> yes. All right. What's your research group exactly? <laughs> just type in just to space. You know what you do. Put nothing in there and yeah. press enter. Yeah. That's, can I get that website? The www. No, no www. Oh, just, just pressing enter into the search part. I think you need, a, they call it a top level domain. So you need to have a nothing.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go with that. So Shearer, we don't like, but it kind of needs to be in there. Yes. What's in the more rules? More rules? More rules for the name. I don't think there are any more rules. Does it have to be 
catchy. So I, I like, want I want someone to so say so I want someone to watch me give a talk, mm-hmm. and then I want them to easily be able to find my website. Okay, that's what I, I want. I want that. Yeah, yeah. So I had did have the idea of some kind of smart acronym. Yeah, I yeah. had something along. It was Farsight. Did I know? I, was, I had. It's a different group. I, I, yeah. I spelled it out to a group of friends. Yeah. And I got the worst, most disappointing looks in their faces. That I <laughs> immediately gave up on the idea. But it was an acronym: Farsight, something, yeah. something, something, energy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. that was that. There goes my suggestion then. <laughs> so I'm saying the physio world, all the. The papers have like catchy names like the Smart Trial, the Epic Trial, yes, mm. and they're all like really convoluted acronyms. Yep, to yeah. come up, so, and then they've just backronymed it. So I like 100%. the idea. They can be silly, but it's just it's. Then someone has someone watches my talk, and they need to remember my research group name mm. as well as my name. It's too much for them. Yeah. Can I also let you know that? being memorable is different from being good because you can be memorable for having the weird, like, because I would remember if if you got up there and you were like, my research group name is Plonkety Plonk Plonk (laughs) Bumhole Love, right? And I'd be like, I fucking remember that. I would, I would... Yes, so, I don't want to be that type of memorable. Oh, okay, okay, right, good. Well, there goes most <laughs> of my suggestions. Cross out those plonkety, plonkety plonk ones I see there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other question is how close to your proposed research? Because I did a bit of a Google on you to see what you currently are online. Uh-huh. And you are like future energy, your um, materials for energy... Yeah. Is that, are we staying with, how broad an umbrella are you casting? So I am still doing research in energy, yep. but I am broadening myself to environmental. Okay. So I'm energy and environment. Okay. Energy and environment. Yep. E and E. We're starting to get somewhere. Uh-huh. All right. Are we? Yeah. Shira E and E. E and E. E and E. E and E department. E and E. She changed my name to Ian. Ian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about yeah. she? Shira <laughs> Energy and Environment oh. Technologies. <laughs> Once again, memorable. <laughs> yeah. Is that a wire reference? It is, yeah. Oh, you two. <laughs> TV. TV, TV please. <laughs> Shit. Uh, that guy right. also Give said me the sheet group. Black Black Klansman, the same actor, says she is. Yeah, that's that is a fantastic movie. Just watched that the other month. Mm-hmm. Very good. This is not a movie podcast. <laughs> or a sports this, podcast. Can we turn this into one heat minute? Is that alright? <laughs> I don't know what that is. No. <laughs> um I don't get that either. Alright. Alright. So Shira. Shira, energy and environment. Yeah. Memorable. But for the right reasons. But for the right, not, yeah, not not like wipe right. my bum hole kind and of memorable. I would like the dot com. Oh, <laughs> God, ask for, well, there goes every fun acronym you can ever think of. Um, you actually could have Shira. How do I know so if like the Shira energy go to Namecheap. and environment research team? 
No. I don't know why. I just put a T, a T in your name. <laughs> Are you spelling my name, isn't it? Yeah. Thing? Res- yeah, yeah that, that's you good. Like, you backronym it up. <laughs> backronym. Sheer. And what's then, the H? Shearer. So that comes from Shearer. So S-H. Yeah. Energy. Energy and... and Renewable, renewable energy renewable. research. Fuck. E- energy oh. and yeah, environment, environment and, and energy research. Renewable energy research. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Did Shira.com exist? Shira.com? I'm sure it's surely Shira. How do I... Uh, get on Namecheap. Just type it in. Shira or Shira.com? Um, just see what... Yeah, just do that. And it should tell you if the .com is available. Yes. <laughs> Shira.melbourne or Shira.sydney, Shira.app. No, maybe it's the, the... Shira.club. There should be a science. They're cheap. Shira.science. Get around oh, it. Because you got verbalized.science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some <laughs> top-level domains, which I know, like .science. It's mm. because all the pornos were taking the .com, so they had to expand <laughs> It doesn't even have Shira.com as an option. Weird. Type in .com, see if it... Why would it offer me .melbourne? Does it think I'm in... Shiralab.com is available. Shiralab. Shiralab! <laughs> no, we just want Shira.science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not that one? Just .science. Yeah, Shira.science. And then... Uh, registered in 2020. Uh, shit. Was it you? No. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was. <laughs> oh, God. I wish I'd thought of this. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? There's a shit... Type it in. Type it into Google. Like the actual... Who's, who owns that? We could buy it. You got a couple grand? They normally go for about two grand. <laughs> the only other options I had were all about the actual research. So it was like... energy. Uh, Advanced Energy Materials Group, Future Energy Technologies, FET. Ooh, that sounds good, doesn't it? Future Energy Technology. Because you're looking at the future, aren't you? Shearer, Future Energy Technologies. Future. You're not you're not buying it. Future. Future. <laughs> future. Future like energy. FET by Shearer. <laughs> mm, does that smell like what are you wearing? FET. <laughs> Future Energy Groups, uh, Future Energy Materials Group, Future Energy. Yeah, that's what I've got advanced. Because I was like, I, I was so focused on the bloody energy. Energy. That's all I write in the old bios. Yeah, yeah. Future. Future though. You like? I like not just current. Forward. No. Nah, you're in the future. A little bit. Little bit. Couple of years future. ago. Yeah. Energy technology. That's it. That's it. All right, there we are. There's our ideas. So that would be just FET. At least that's short. If I can get FET. Fet.com. Oh, it sounds like a fetish site. <laughs> I'm not typing it. <laughs> Lachlan, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Schmoopy, thank you for being here too. You're welcome. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Boyce Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, like our Facebook page. Don't join in the forum because I deleted that website. And leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that helps us a lot. 
you were just listening to Published Perishable Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, uh, Shira.science, shiralab.com, or maybe fet.com. Fat. Um, to, Fat. To, to be decided. To be decided. All right, final farewells, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.